thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to Wellness Women Radio with women's health experts, Dr. Ashley Bond, the pregnancy and birthing guru, and the queen of hormone imbalances, the period whisperer herself, Dr. Andrea Huddleston. They're raising the bar for women's health by bringing you the most up-to-date health and wellness information to live your best life. Now, onto the show. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, gorgeous listeners. This is Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And we're on Wellness Room Radio. I've flipped it backwards tonight. <laughs> I know. I just thought, wait, am I supposed to do this part? Oh, my gosh. Uh, welcome. Yes, we've had a little bit of hi- uh, hiatus with um, Andrea has been traveling and enjoying the sights of uh, Southeast Asia. And I don't know what I've been doing. I think I'm planning for my trip overseas and we're just enjoying life. But um, we've been doing so much, Ash, since we've recorded last, I've been Mm. to and from India and and Borneo and you're about to go to Europe for two whole months. Yes. Um, Amazing. So good. My husband deserves it more than anyone. He's uh, worked his backside off for a decade and this is, you know, the opportunity, annual leave, go back to family. Um, so yes, couldn't be more excited for us as a family and my little people haven't seen, well, Ollie's just turned six and he hasn't seen his grandparents since he was eight months old. So it's about time. And they must have the cutest little passport photos. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, very, very cute. Ella's looks like a little, I don't know, stunned mullet. She's just like. Like, oh, oh that's it's so, so funny. Cute. I was trying to get her to do a deadpan face because, you know, like they're not allowed to open the mouth or whatever. Um, that was quite funny. That was a good, uh, a good little challenge for me to do, get a passport photo. But um, anyway, welcome back all our listeners. Thank you for sticking around while we kind of disappeared for a short while there. But we don't stop thinking, learning, listening and getting inspired to share more information. I know that whenever we're away, we're texting each other like, oh, how about this? And what are you doing here? And in the meantime that we uh, have chatted to you last, we also, Dr. Andrew and I have been uh, 
jumping around the country teaching uh, incredible fertility and pregnancy skills to our colleagues in the chiropractic profession. So that's a new angle and a new um, extension of what we absolutely love to do, which is to teach, learn, to be, um, I guess, the best at what we do. You know, we really want to be current and advanced Mm. in our knowledge. So Tonight, we're going to talk about something that we think affects far too many women. And we know you've clicked on this uh, podcast tonight because you clearly have symptoms, if this is a curious uh, topic to you. But we want to remind everyone listening that just because period pain is considered normal and there's all these advertisements of you know, ads to take this mm-hmm. and take that and, you know, neurofen for period pains and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are pharmaceuticals normal. directly targeted at Targeting. menstrual pain. Yeah, Absolutely. And as we know, drugs can't target one site. It's a systemic action. So it does drive me crazy when they're like, you know, pills for period pain. I'm like, there is no such thing. Exactly. But anyway, that's a little bit of my, my personal frustrations. Um, but yeah, so thank you for tuning in. And tonight we're going or today or where you are in the world um we just had a a solo eclipse today super crazy interesting quirky weird you know phenomenon so that will give you the date that we've been recording oh Um, yeah yeah so weird oh oh, it was so weird outside did you see the light changing and everything was oh really curious i was in the um trenches well not the trenches i don't know why we call it trenches but i was very busy seeing patients today but there was some weird weird stuff going on like energetically this week um yeah (laughs) which you know maybe it's just a coincidence but we're all like oh there must be something weird going on with the moon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, definitely the sun, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, ladies, tonight we're going to have a chat to you about what we think, you know, each of us are best solutions, natural solutions for period pain, you know, for discomfort, pain or symptoms around a, an uncomplicated period issue. And we say uncomplicated because obviously periods are complex. You know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't thanks to complicated fertility and reproductive issues. It was kind of the, the driving inspiration to start this all those years ago. So, um, and I, I'm not sure, sometimes I feel frustrated thinking has a lot changed in the last five to seven years that we've been doing this, but I think there has been a big shift. I think people are much more aware that they would like to track their cycles, understand their bodies better. Um, and, more and more information is out there to find natural sources, natural solutions to what typically would have been, you know, have the contraceptive pill or take these, you know, tablets. And mm-hmm. people are saying to say, but what if I don't want to? What, what else could I do? Yeah, exactly. And um, statistically up to 95% of women or childbearing women throughout their reproductive life will have dysmenorrhea or, or period pain. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, mm-hmm. and we've talked about so many times on the podcast that your menstrual cycle for cycling women, this is your fifth vital sign. So this is just as much an important indication of your health status as all the other vital signs are, like your blood pressure and your heart rate and everything else. So this is giving you a really important key or, um, you know, interpretation of how your overall health and well-being is going. And there is no such thing as normal period pain. So just like there's no such thing as, you know, normal menstrual symptoms because a normal period is no pain whatsoever. And as far as I'm concerned, a normal period is might be just to the point of 
just mild discomfort that is easily relieved by simply just a little bit of movement, maybe a a heat pack or what we always teach all of our patients and that is the uterus lift technique um, just to help that blood movement. Now, anything that requires relief beyond that is, is, in my opinion, absolutely abnormal which means that it's being caused by something. There's some sort of hormonal imbalance going on or there's some sort of elevated inflammation or there's a positional change of the uterus that's causing those increased cramps and the pain that's associated with that. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different pathological conditions that can cause severe period pain that's beyond what we want to cover tonight because this is for you know, the, as you said, Ash, this is the uncomplicated guide to period pain, essentially. And so this is for the women who, if you haven't been diagnosed with endometriosis or adenomyosis or other, you know, reasons why you might be getting this severe pain, um, and the symptoms that you might be getting with this might be other things as well, like bowel or bladder changes with your period. It could be a big build up to your period in the sense that you're getting lots of bloating and distension and discomfort um, leading up to it. You could be getting fluid retention. You'll feel like your weight is changing premenstrually. You might be getting breast tenderness and mood changes and all of those other delightful things that might be happening premenstrually. And that's all of this crescendo into then, you know, pain and cramping possibly when the period starts or before the actual bleeding starts as well. Um, The pain might be anteriorly or at the front of the pelvis. You might get that dragging down the front of the legs. Sometimes that can go all the way down to the knees and um, sometimes it can, you know, like, like I said, can change, you know, your bowel habits can make you feel a bit nauseous and other times it can wrap around into your low back and go down the back of your legs as well. And depending on the position or where you actually feel that pain patterning can actually tell us, um, you know, is a really good key as to where your uterus is sitting within that pelvic bowl in the first place, which can actually help us to guide the techniques that we use with our patients to help to correct that period pain in the first place. And the most common presentation is that most women have an antiverted or forward tilting uterus. And so that just means that that uterus is tilting forwards relative to the bladder and towards the pubic bone. And what happens when you're actually bleeding is, and depending on the amount or that that uterus is tilted forwards, that blood pools in the front surface of the uterus, which means that the uterus has to cramp in a stronger way to actually help to shift that blood because gravity isn't necessarily just doing its job. And a really um, sort of key um, hint that we look for for women who do have positionally related period pain. So therefore, you know, their uterine position is is an um, independent risk factor for this period pain that they're getting might be if they get cramping before the period actually starts, before they actually notice the blood flow. Or they might notice that when they sit down on the toilet, for example, and that position of the whole pelvis changes, that they might get lots more flooding of that blood and that that might actually relieve their cramping a little bit. So these are some hints as to whether or not there is some techniques that might help them. Um, And these are some obviously manual techniques that we do that we teach all of our patients as well. And I I think there's actually videos online, um, possibly on YouTube or on our social media, Ash, of us 
demoing this too. Um, mm. So I'm sure that you guys can go back through the archives to um, <laughs> sort of find this information. But that technique that we use, which is really, really powerful and um, is an external technique and is really safe to use in women who aren't pregnant and who don't have an IUD, um, and that is a uterus lift technique. Um, so that's my absolute favorite go-to for all of my patients. Yeah, and that, and it's so effective and I think that's yeah. – um, I love that you know, women can learn it for themselves and do it for themselves at home. Yes. It's it, This is this whole idea of have the tools that you can use for yourself. You don't have to rely on other people to try and fix you. Um, the You know, the other thing you mentioned there, like that cramping, obviously when we're going through our menstrual cycle, there's a surge in prostaglandins. And these hormones mm-hmm. make us more pain sensitive. Um, they increase inflammation and they also can uh, well, aid or contribute to the increasing contractions of the uterus, mm-hmm. which is obviously a muscle so this is why a lot of women will notice as well they'll get like loose bowels around their period as well they might get you know rectal or anal um, discomfort or distension sensation of pressure or pain and that's that inflammatory reaction that's occurring so you know when you see the consequence of increased inflammation as increased pain we also have another really simple tool that we can address period pain with and that is to look at the inflammation in our body mm-hmm. and so a lot of the recommendations we make are about dietary changes um, looking at how we clean up the diet and reduce any inflammation that's caused through the gut um, because that has a systemic effect and that always affects always affects women's reproductive hormones mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and those uh, the uh, just most broad sort of basic um, food changes that we normally suggest for our patients to make is the four biggest ones that I always find with period pain is gluten, dairy, sugar, and alcohol. So those are the big ones. And this may not be true for everybody, but obviously this is a generalized sort of approach to this. And gluten, because we know that it raises the bad estrogen um, or the the more sort of more pro-inflammatory estrogen. Dairy, because it's very much a growth hormone. Um, and there's really strong associations with dairy products and period pain, particularly if you sort of are prone to things like endometriosis, sugar, again, because of its inflammatory nature and alcohol, um, for similar mechanisms to the gluten as well, because it raises the toxic estrogen. It puts a huge amount of pressure on your liver. It's going to change those clotting factors, um, which is going to mean you're going to have bigger, more painful clots and all sorts of different things. But also it can, because of those inflammatory foods, it can actually mean that there's a delayed healing process to the actual endometrial lining. So every time you're getting your period, every time you get a section of your uterine lining that sheds away when you're actually bleeding, there's a healing process that's supposed to happen um, at that site where that uterine lining has shed away from and it's supposed to happen instantaneously so that you shed that lining, you bleed, and then it stops. But when we've got excessive inflammation, when we've got lots of oxidative stress going on, that healing process is actually delayed. So we continue to bleed through there and it takes longer for it to actually stop. We also see this really um, significantly in women who are holding a lot more body tissue or or are overweight um, just because of that excess inflammation um, and oxidative stress that occurs as well. So um, that's 
some of the mechanisms as to why we make those dietary recommendations as well. And it has nothing to do with fads. Um, this is because we've obviously seen time and time again, and there's really good research that supports it as well, but also anecdotally in our patients too, that we see how their systems improve with that. Yeah, and there's lots of research as well indicating that um, a fibre-rich diet can be really helpful yes. to, you know, control and manage symptoms of PMS and uh, of period pains. Yes. And fibre-rich, you know, vegetables will often include um, the brassica variety, and that's broccoli, cauliflower, mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts, correct me if I'm wrong. but Yeah, that, yeah, no, that fits in there as well. I always say it's the ones that have to sweep out the gut, you know, and it helps that improved um, gut response. It's like a big brush, sweeps out any, uh, any debris in the gut, better bowel motions, better elimination of any excess hormones that are sitting in, in the fecal matter. So, again, you know, diet is a potent and powerful way to help mm -hmm. manage um, menstrual cycle issues. Awesome. And I should spot on there, fiber is so critical for helping um, both the, um, you know, that proper elimination processes, but also making sure that we're binding and clearing any of those excess hormones, which is going to reduce inflammation as well, which is so it, that fiber is actually adding to your hormonal balance, which is so nice. Yeah. Um, there's really strong evidence that shows that fish oils actually outperform non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for severe period pain. Mm. Um, so there were some studies that came out in – now, this was in 2011, so I know that this is, you know, over 10 years ago now, but still that information is still relevant. That um, And it was from the Journal of Internal Medicine, I think. Think. I'll post it online anyway, um, but it shows that how great is that, that actually just using fish oil supplementation, which is so much safer than taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, because we also know that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications also suppress sex steroid hormone production as well. So we don't want to actually stop our hormones from being created um, and we don't want to you know, affect our gastrointestinal lining and everything else, which obviously the, the NSAIDs all increase our risk factors for. And the reason why fish oils have been shown to be so beneficial is it helps actually shift and move that blood and it has that nice systemic anti-inflammatory action as well. Now, the studies, I, th uh, I think from memory, it was um, one to two grams that they were using a day. So it's like a th thousand milligrams. Um, and I normally dose a little bit higher than that in my patients um, initially to to have that really good anti-inflammatory action and it's a really nice safe effective formula that you can use um, always obviously be wary of the brand and the purity for those fish oils too Absolutely. Quality is definitely one of those things when it comes to fish oils. There's lots of things I will sort of recommend alternatives to, but fish oils, I go for purity, quality, mm -hmm. and that will often mean that it's a, a mid to high point, point of price, but it's absolutely worth it. Um, you do not want to be taking in toxic minerals, heavy metals um, in unrefined fish oils because obviously they draw fish oils from the larger fish, which just mm -hmm. means they're top of the food chain and they're more likely to, you know, retain the uh, the minerals and the Mercury toxins and, and the mercury and yeah. all the things that come uh, through all the little fish. So that is probably, yeah, favourites for both of us. My big one that I always go to when it's before I do anything else, I'm like magnesium. Always. You know, yeah. make sure that um, that person is sufficient in magnesium because magnesium helps to regulate, um, you know, muscle contraction. And if we're talking about aggressive contractions of the uterus, um, that relaxation that can produce can often be enough to alleviate pain and discomfort. So, 
For me, the research shows that magnesium is very effective in all muscle activity or dysregulation. So any time the muscles are not working effectively. Um, so for me, it includes the uterus. And often we will find that within the their first month of using it, they've already had a substantial change, which is fantastic. Um, and I love it as well that, you know, we've got this opportunity to avoid pharmacology. We can use natural supplementation. Um, and there's a couple of different chelations or different uh, combinations of magnesium. What's your preferred one, Andrew? Um, I like a magnesium bisglycinate um, or a citrate. Those yes. are my two sort of go-to. Um, yep. Magnesium oxide I just consider to be a laxative. <laughs> yeah, um, like chalk. <laughs> exactly. There's other um, magnesium formulations, but normally they're indicated for things like sleep and stress and, and that sort of stuff. But um, the the glycinate or the bisglycinate and the citrate are usually really good sort of all-rounders and have that really good antispasmodic action. And also just because magnesium is involved in every single step of that stress that hormonal sort of stress cycle, um, it has this, you know, kind of double whammy effect because obviously when we're stressed, we're making more cortisol, that's robbing progesterone, which means, you know, as progesterone goes down and increases, it has, there's this inverse relationship between progesterone and prostaglandins. So when we've got low progesterone, normally we have more pain chemicals um, that are affecting our period, so hence more period pain. So magnesium is just going to have that great effect on that sort of, you know, those those stress pathways too. So it's that great antispasmodic action, um, but also for stress relief too. Mm, love it. And while we're talking, you know, stress relief and magnesium, who can uh, forget we need to recommend exercise. And mm-hmm. exercise is one of those interesting things. It's a bit of a, a kind of counterintuitive because when you're in a lot of pain and you'd rather just curl up in bed with a hot water bell on your, your belly, it doesn't seem like the time to suggest, well, actually, it's better off to go for some exercise um, because it seems like it would be easier to curl up in bed, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is that exercise helps us to produce our own natural opiates. Our, our opioid receptors become active. Our body, through exercise, will produce natural painkillers. And this is why exercise, you know, through improving blood flow to the uterus, because obviously increasing blood flow will help to um, allow our body to eliminate better. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to find that we will have less pain receptiveness. So we're not as sensitive to pain, which is really interesting because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times it's the, I don't know if anyone else notices this, but if you're going to get period pain, it seems to want to happen in the quiet spaces, you know, like when you yeah. slow down, when it's quiet and the body just starts, you know, throbbing, driving up that pain response. But um, being active, being mobile, um, going for a brisk walk, you know, doing some light exercise, if right to walk, you know, non-weight bearing, go swimming, do mm. elliptical, like just do something that gets you moving um, because that will always aid the blood flow but also reduce inflammation through a lot of different cascades that are produced when you exercise. Yeah, perfect. Um, Ash, that's so important. And maybe you can do it outdoors so that you're getting your vitamin D intake as well. Um, <laughs> um Vitamin D obviously is another go-to for reducing period pain. Um, you know, remember vitamin D is also, it's a critical part of our immune system. It's going to help with all of those lovely anti-inflammatory pathways, but it's also a hormone as well. Um, and it's really evidence-based, again, for helping to reduce severe dysmenorrhea so you know period pain um so our main sort of go-to sort of vitamins and minerals for this i guess just to recap on that is fish oils vitamin d magnesium those are our big ones now 
or any sort of, um, you know, uh, natural medicine person or functional medicine person will have their favorite sort of go-to herbal formulas that what, what they use for um, period pain. And so everyone's going to be a bit individual about this. My favorites are very sort of Chinese medicine TCM based and they're things like safflower and cinnamon and red sage to have, you know, those antispasmodic effects and ha- help with the blood stasis and, and getting things moving a little bit, a um, little bit better. But that's sort of, you know, getting starting to complicate things a little bit more. Um, but those are my sort of favorite go-tos. And the other thing as well, um, Ash, is just a simple using like castor oil or castor oil packs, which is a really old school thing to do um, for period pain, but they're really sort of easy to make and can be really, um, uh, you know, successful for pain relief. And I think it's probably like a similar mechanism to sort of a um, maybe a heat pack in the fact that it helps to just decrease the spasmodic nature of the uterine contractions. And, mm, has and heat increases blood flow as well. Exactly. So that can help with elimination, which is, you know, what a period is. It's eliminating stale contents of the uterus. So um, the longer it's there, the more contraction you get, the more pain you get. Exactly. Uh, what, what are your other go-tos, Ash? I look. I've, I've seen a fair bit of research that talks about ginger, so I tend to yes. say to people, "Look, have some ginger tea." Um, I'm not sure it's often strong enough because when you think about it, you need a therapeutic dose. But you can take ginger capsules. Um, yeah. That's always really helpful. Look, I also think sometimes you know a glass of ginger tea and a few squares of dark chocolate <laughs> have amazing <laughs> recuperative uh, powers to them. So I'm sure this th- it has a therapeutic dose. Not, uh, yeah, comfort food is not uh, a terrible thing as long as it's not high in sugar, you know, or, uh, or gluten or dairy. Um, I think the the other one for me too is honouring your cycles, knowing when to ask for help as well. You know, so often we'll sort of say, do you have to put up with that? And a lot of them will put up with so much before they realise that maybe it's not normal. And hopefully tonight we've triggered a few people to think, oh. So I will always encourage people to get investigated, you know, just to to run some tests, run some hormone panels. You're the person I usually refer everyone to if they've got work to do. Um, And, you know, investigate things further to create sort of a satisfactory working diagnosis like where are we and what do we need to work on? Um, And I do say it's not a diagnosis because you don't need a label. You just need to know what's not in balance so that you can then start to work on sufficiency, um, you know, any toxicity, how how are you going to heal your body? Because Mm. your cycle is not, you know, uh, wow. You said it's a report card, but it's also not a curse. You know, like yeah. it shouldn't be the noose around your neck every month going, oh, here we go again. Mm. Um, it should be something that you learn to, to live with, love, you know, grow with. It's your reminder when you're losing ways. You know, I find yeah. that it's my reminder when I'm getting a bit off track with my diet or my sleep or my exercise, you know, patterns or habits. Um, it's a really good tap on the shoulder to be like, hey, remember that thing you normally do that keeps your body really well balanced? Yeah. How about you go back to that? So, um, I also like to think that it's um, it's an opportunity for us to learn about ourselves, which is really what um, is our superpowers as women, right? <laughs> we get a chance to be introspective each month. But I don't want to dismiss as well how quality of life affecting this can be because I know over the years how many, you know, friends would take days off school for their periods. And mm. I used to think I just don't get it because I, I never had to do that. So whilst I can empathise, I can't pretend that I know what it feels like because I honestly have never really had painful cycles. Mm. Um 
And when I have, it's been when times in my life when my, my diet, lifestyle and activities are way out of kilter. You know, I'm way away from the healthy lifestyle that I believe, you know, works best for me. And mm. I promote that for everyone because, you know, when you see it in your own health and life, you go, well, how do people live any other way? Why would I want to be in pain every month? Like, I don't want this for anyone else. Um, you know, which is why we teach and share this information tonight. So hopefully that's given uh, you all a few ideas of things that you might want to investigate or things you might want to try. Um, yeah. You know, the old turmeric in your, in your chais is a great one. Big spoonful of turmeric chai is, is a nice one as well yeah. um, because we're looking at anything that produces either improved blood flow, reduced tension in the uterus, the urine lift. We're looking at anti-inflammatory foods, diet, lifestyle activities, um, you know, movement, anything that's going to help increase and enhance the natural you know function of your body mm-hmm. um is going to have improvements in your painful periods so yeah Bingo. that's uh that's our top tips for tonight hey oh ash i love that and if you are dreading your period each month um then i really encourage you to try and go through the list that we've sort of um, gone through tonight and see if there's anything that you've tried maybe you have or haven't tried that you can implement to see if it's going to work for you every woman is a little bit different um some of the stuff that obviously uh, i forgot to mention is that the research also shows that acupuncture is as effective as non-steroidals and i yeah. would put chiropractic into that category as well mm-hmm. is as effective as non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for pain relief for period pain um and you know we can say this stuff not just because it's evidence-based but also because we see this every single day in practice you know and it is as far as i'm concerned the easiest thing to change uncomplicated period pain is such a breeze so i really think that women are suffering needlessly and dreading their period each month um and it can be honestly some of the easiest stuff to change where they can you know just get on with their life because your health really does have that greater purpose um so ladies make sure you've taken some notes you've listened to this you've shared it with your girlfriends um who do have period pain or or miss school or work or uni or whatever it might be for their periods um and if you have tried all of these things and you still need help then definitely reach out Okay, so ladies, you have been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar for women's health. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.